someone in Atlanta has to score a touchdown. It might as well be the Braves. Ooh, brother, the cream rises to the top. If you call it March Madness and have that stuff going on, man, what we almost had go down in Ohio tonight was November nuttiness. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Today, as always, I am joined by 2019 Coach of the Year, Matt Nagy. How you doing today, Jared? Yikes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And today, I, Justin, am the dumb, dim-witted, dastardly, disruptible dolphins who I want to talk about later. And joining Jared and I today is our special guest, Mac and Cheese Jones, also known as Kyle Mitchell. How are you doing today, Kyle? I am doing great. I am... Uh on again and i'm uh once again very impressed with the uh the names that you came up with for the episode you know so you know what i was gonna go with if i had the intro one of us was gonna be every ounce of sweat that steelers fans lost the other night in overtime (laughs) um pretty good one of us was gonna be joe staley's timeout and uh (laughs) you know topical stuff topical stuff but uh we'll get to all that it was a wild finale of the regular season in the nfl to say the least um and we're yeah it was crazy we're here to this week to talk about the playoffs always a good time when we get to talk about the playoffs as they're coming up this weekend and uh, a little bit of the aftermath of that craziness but also i want to start this one by uh by directing our listeners to last week's episode, Justin and I are crushing it on the Black Monday predictions, by the way, if you haven't looked. Uh, we posted the list on Twitter on who we thought was going to get the can on Monday this week, and we got most of them right. Most of them. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly. There was one we didn't predict that you already alluded to. Uh, it was a guy that we thought would keep his job, and uh, he didn't. And I know you have some thoughts on that. So before we get going into the playoffs, why don't you take it away with that, Mr. Miami? Yeah, so as I've mentioned before, I have an affinity for the Dolphins for no given reason. I just, I just think they're neat. But I have been a vocal advocate for Brian Flores since he was hired there. He had a tough first year um, where he started to turn things around. Last year, you know, things were on the up and up. They started really rough this year with the one and seven. But given what he's had to work with, he's done really well with that team. Um, He had to rebuild it from the Adam Gase years because, oh, my gosh, Adam Gase tanked that franchise, just destroyed it. Um, And he's, you know, at the end of each of these seasons – I feel like the Dolphins have made a decent improvement. And here on Black Monday, the franchise decided to part ways with Brian Flores. I, I called you when I found out, Jared. You did. You were I, very I, I was Yeah, and I, I wasn't like unconsolably like, Brian Flores. You weren't, to, to, to be fair, you weren't crying or sobbing or anything, but uh, you were unhappy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's a really poor decision by this franchise that I think is going to set them back, um, honestly, several years. They started to build something. 
the team was really getting behind Brian Flores unless there's something that we really don't know. But it, from what we could see, the team was getting behind him. They were doing well. I I just I I, I fail to understand. Um, you know what what exactly happened? Um, so. You know, they weren't quite as good la- as they were last year. Yeah, and they had a rough start, but but Flores really did what he could to turn that around. He finished, you know, in a, in a longer season. He finished above 500. Uh, they swept the Patriots, which, you know, usually the joke always was, oh, at least they, as long as they beat the Patriots once a year, that's all a coach has to do to keep his job. Um, I, I, I don't understand it. I really, really don't. Um, has have you guys seen anything that maybe I haven't that alludes I mean, to as why I haven't? Uh, I mean, Kyle is our resident AFC East guy here, so I mean, I, I don't know, Kyle. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I was definitely surprised, just like you guys were, um, you know, with the firing. You know, I woke up Monday and you like get on Twitter and you see, oh, you know, like Matt Nagy was fired and. Uh, Oh, sure. Mike Zimmer officially. And then you see, you know, Brian Flores. And that was pretty shocking, <clears throat> pretty surprising to see that the name that you didn't expect. I have heard a little bit of rumor that either I believe Flores and the owner kind of didn't see eye to eye with how to run things or how to run the team exactly, or maybe Flores and the GM as well, or vice versa, or all the above. I'm not really sure on that. So there's maybe a few incidents like that, that, you know, it was maybe building up for a while and this was just the best opportunity to part ways. And I also heard something once that it was either going to be the GM, which I don't know what his name is off the top of my head, but the Dolphins GM or the coach head coach Flores, one of them was going to get fired. And I guess they decided it was Flores. So that's a little bit of rumors I've heard. I'm sure there's, I'm guessing there has to be something a little deeper than that, even to, you know, just get rid of a coach. Like you said, that one, well, eight of his last nine or however many games it was. I think there's got to be something deeper in that to, uh, in order to get rid of a coach in that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, I don't know. In my two, I guess, takeaway statements, I would say from this situation with the Dolphins is uh, from, from Brian Flores' side of things, I don't think he's going to be unemployed for very long. Someone's going to pick him up, whether it be as a coordinator or maybe a head coach elsewhere for one of these other teams that fired Mm-hmm. um their head coaches I mean hell I heard that Chicago is going to interview Doug Peterson to replace Matt Nagy interview Yikes. Brian Flores first maybe like maybe yeah. that, that's all I would say and then also my other takeaway from this would be um that the Dolphins better have like a, a knock it out of the park hiring to replace him um and I don't know a name off the top of my head that would like be that to be honest with you right now, like they, they're going to need to just crush this hiring though, to, to make a uh, Dolphins fans happy again, I think. Cause there's a lot of Dolphins fans who are not thrilled with this either. No. And I've made my feelings pretty clear. I, I think they're right. Um, to, to not be, you have a, a coach that's very promising who has started to get the franchise turned around. Um, and actually, Kyle talking about the GM, I have I do remember reading that 
that Flores and the GM uh, butted heads a little bit about draft picks. I do remember uh, when he drafted or when they drafted Tua, the report was that Flores preferred Herbert instead of Tuba or Tuba <laughs> uh, instead of Tua. But obviously they went with with Tua, so that does make a little bit more sense. But dang, if if that's the case, they should have canned the GM. Um, you know we we've seen how these two quarterbacks have played out, and I I I will continue to defend Tua. I think he will develop into a pretty good quarterback. But Herbert would have been the the much more ready guy. Um. But uh, it it just it just really bothers me. And as far as what you were saying, Jared. Yeah, I think I think a franchise is going to get a heck of a good coach. Um, I was talking with our friend Daniel, who's an avid Broncos fan, and I think I think Brian Flores could be a pretty good fit for the Broncos. Um, with their coaching job opened up, uh, they're obviously in need of a quarterback. If he gets to draft his guy and kind of work to develop him, we saw that he was helping Tua to come back. Uh, you know, especially in the latter half of the season. You know, if if he gets uh, kind of the rebuilding, which I think the Broncos need, I think, you know, he has a a good pathway set in front of him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, it's just a crazy situation in Miami right yeah. now. I mean, I guess one that we just didn't foresee coming, and uh, yeah, a lot of people unhappy and rightfully so. So, uh, without further ado, let's let's get to the playoffs. Because uh, they are, we got six games to talk about for Super Wild Card Weekend instead of just four like it used to be. So, uh, I, I, where do you guys want to start? You want to start AFC? You want to start NFC? You want to go in order of how they're going to be played? I don't care. Let's just start with the uh, the AFC. All right, let's uh, let's let's kick it off with uh, the one I'm probably most excited for from the whole slate. To be honest with you, is uh, Las Vegas and Cincinnati. Yeah, man, this is a game that we talked about the other day when I called you. This is a low-key sleeper exciting game. Um, you have the Bengals, who who would have thought? I mean, not me. Joey B, <laughs> Jamar Chase, earning the stripes. I, yeah, I say that as a joke. I mean, looking back at the beginning of the year, I was, you know, I, I, I believe we talked about it all depending on if Joe Burrow bounced back from where he was or if he regressed because of the injury and he bounced back in a hell of a way. Oh my gosh. You got to give Joey the guy B is comeback player of the year. I mean, have to have to, um, man, the Bengals are super impressive. Yeah. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are an electric duo and, you know, sprinkle a little bit of mixing in there and they're, they're cooking. They're cooking. <laughs> Mix in a little mixing. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the Raiders, man, what a what a year they've had. Um, from Gruden's situation to Henry Ruggs to just John Madden dying and everything else, they have had, you know, one heartbreak after another, and one adversity. After the other, and just to make the playoffs is incredible. Um, and they are a scrappy team. I was saying, you know, if the Raiders somehow ran the gauntlet and won the whole thing, you could just you could imagine Carr getting up and giving his post game speech, saying, you know, 
it was a tough year, but we wanted to show that we are we as a team are stronger than the adversity that we overcame. And like it, it's just like a movie moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the way I feel about the matchup, and I I think it's gonna be a great game. You have the scrappy Raiders and just the electrifying Bengals. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, this game is uh, man. I it's one of those games that I think anything can happen in. Because you have, as you put it with the Bengals, and a very electrifying offense that is capable of dropping some big-time numbers. And you've got the Raiders, who are, in my opinion, the most resilient team in the league this year. After everything that you mentioned that they've been through, um, you know, a lot of distractions off the field that would have probably derailed 90% of other teams. Uh, they just found a way, man, to get in and uh you know they they brought the Steelers in with them the other night for, uh for <laughs> anyone who uh doesn't uh or didn't watch that game or the end of that crazy game with uh Los Angeles the the joke was that they or it wasn't a joke it was actually a very real scenario that if they tied uh the both teams would be in and Pittsburgh would not and it sure looked like it was going to be until it wasn't uh, we'll get to that a little bit later, but yeah, man, got to give big time kudos to the Raiders, um, for just getting here. And, uh, I don't know, like as far as picking this game, I don't, I, I mean, I think I'm going to lean Cincinnati just because they're at home and I've been super impressed with Joe Burrow and that offense this year, but I mean, put me on record saying if the Raiders win this game, I won't be shocked at all. I mean, this the team's tough, but uh, we'll, we'll let our guest Kyle talk about this one a little bit now. Um, what's your thoughts on it, buddy? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued by this matchup as well. It's kind of two teams that have, uh, you know, if you look at the last oh, 20, over 20 years of the NFL, when it comes to the postseason, you know, these two teams haven't had the most success. Like, I believe the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since, I believe I heard it was 1990. Yeah, that sounds right. And then I believe, <clears throat> yeah. And then I believe the uh, Raiders' last win in the playoffs was, you know, the AFC Championship when they, before they made it to the Super Bowl against Justin's Buccaneers. So, yeah. I mean, one, one, it's kind of one thing about this game, you know, if something's got to give, one of those streaks is going to end at least. And uh, I think if I had to pick... I would say Bengals as well, but one thing about Cincinnati this year, I mean, they're a super fun team to watch. First off, I watched them against the chiefs a couple of weeks ago and just how explosive they are Joe Burrow. And I mean, a lot of people talked about Jamar chase, you know, being the wrong pick in the draft last year and how they should have got a lineman, but I was, so far, I was that one pick, of them guilty. <laughs> that <laughs> so was us. Pick, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I agreed hundred percent with you guys and, uh, looking back now i mean they seem to know what they were doing one thing about cincinnati this year other than all that is they haven't been they've had some inconsistent games where they've lost to some teams or they probably shouldn't have lost to like i think i'm pretty sure they lost to the jets earlier this year one so if you get the good the best version of the Bengals, i think they win this one i won't say like a blowout but pretty decently convincingly or they should be able to but if they have one of those off days like they've had a few times this year you never know. I mean, you never know what can happen in the playoffs. There's always a few upsets that, uh, you know, you just don't predict. 
Yeah. And playoffs, as we've said multiple times and won't continue to beat the drums, playoffs is a whole nother beast from the regular season. Mm-hmm. In any sport. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, p- perhaps no more so than in football. Uh, and I'm looking at all six of these games, and this is the one game I can say that weather could be a factor for the road team because Vegas playing down there where they do, it's warm anyway, but they play in that super fancy new enclosed stadium. So they're not used mm-hmm. to weather. It can get cold up in Cincinnati. Uh, this time of year. I don't know what the forecast is supposed to be for this game on Saturday, but if the weather gets nasty, uh, that could play a factor. And uh, I just think, I mean, that's for me, what puts this one over the top for the Bengals in my book is the fact that they are at home, whether it be weather, the crowd, you know, all the stuff that comes with home field advantage. I think that's going to be enough to give Joey B and the boys the win, but uh, the other thing I was going to ask you guys is right now Vegas insider and all the sports books have the Bengals favored by five and a half points. Last I saw, do you think that, hmm. that, that the Raiders cover that spread or not? Mm, I say, I say they don't. I think Bengals win by at least a touchdown. Okay. All right, what say you, Justin? And what's your prediction on the game? Because I don't think we got um, your prediction. I, I'm going to side with both of you guys, go Bengals, but again, not surprised if the Raiders pull it. Um, I – well, kind of like on the the, the – Kyle's – what version of the Raiders we get. Um, But I'm going to say – I think they win by I think the Bengals win by at least a touchdown too. Okay. I See, I, I don't know. I feel like this this game to me feels like it could be a a shootout, honestly. Like it could turn into a, a 34-31 game. Uh it could. It could. You but... know, I don't know. I, I, I think that the Raiders cover that spread, but I think they still lose. So I'm gonna say yep. Bengals by four. No, oh, in this one. But uh, all right. All right. Keep well, it let's... In, in the AFC, uh, let's let's let our uh, our resident Patriots fan talk about Patriots Bills round three on Saturday night. Oh boy, this one like watching the uh, Sunday night game between the Raiders and the Chargers, you know, and seeing who the Patriots could have played or what you know if a certain team won. If the Chargers would have won, then we would have went to Cincinnati, and then obviously they didn't. So now we're going to Buffalo. I think I would have preferred going to Cincinnati kind of with what I talked about before, how Cincinnati hasn't had the best uh, playoff luck in the last uh, memory anyway. (laughs) But one thing about going to Buffalo and obviously, you know, they beat us pretty good the last time we played them in new England is a little bit kind of going back. I mean, obviously the last two years, Buffalo's won the division and the Patriots have not, but I think there's still a little bit of that big brother aspect kind of like, talking to Jared earlier about Alabama and Georgia and the college football. So I think maybe there's a little bit of that left. Hopefully we say, yeah, hopefully, as I say, as a Patriots fan, I did predict the Patriots beat them. I'm probably, I have a feeling you guys will probably disagree with me on that pick, but I think Bill gets back. Bill Belichick gets back to the playoffs. I think he has a really good game plan for, uh, for this upcoming week and playing a team for the third time. 
I, it's it's a tough pick. It might be a little bit of a homer pick for me to pick the Patriots, but I'm hoping and predicting they come out with probably a pretty close win, you know, maybe around that four points like Jared said earlier. This game, oh, man, I have really mixed feelings about it. On one hand, the Bills have been, you know, their their narrative has been building like, okay, we keep falling short, but this year, this is the year that Josh Allen gets us there. But I look back at the issues that I've seen the Bills in the past this year where they've done really well against bad quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks. Um, You know, the one night where weather was a factor, uh, the Bills couldn't really do anything and the Patriots ran all over them. Mac Jones literally didn't throw. Um, that's, that's right. I forgot that was a Patriots Bills uh, game, but yeah, yeah, that was a crazy weather game. Um, and I think the Bills have showed how to be beaten. Uh, j- don't let Josh Allen run. That's uh, they have no running attack besides Josh Allen, and it seems like half the first downs they pick up are him scrambling. Um. If if you can contain Josh Allen, you you win. You don't have to worry about any other run besides him. And I think Bill Belichick is a better coach, even though he's got Mac Jones, who I I feel like he might be get he might get some jitters in the playoffs. First time appearing, you know, first first quarterback to get back to the playoffs after you know Big Brother Brady left. Um, I think he gets a little bit of jitters, you know, the the first time butterflies, things like that. I think ultimately they lose out in the playoffs, but I think they beat the Bills. I'm picking the Patriots. Oh, all right. We got like two it. for the Patriots. Excellent um, pick, I must say. No, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so this game to me, I think is going to be maybe the chippiest game of the first round. You got two teams that don't like each other. I, I agree with Kyle that I think there is still a little bit of that big brother mentality. Um, even though the Bills won the division for the second year in a row, um, you know, it, it is, like you said, Kyle, reminds me of Alabama, Georgia a little bit where, you know, what have you done for me lately? And, you know, I still think the Bills are ultimately the ones that have to prove it here in this game. And all the pressures on them being at home, being the division winner. It's always tough when you have a division opponent in the playoffs. Uh, You're seeing them for the third time. There's not too many things that you can pull the wool over their eyes on the third time around. You pretty much are going to get what you see in film. Um, That being said, I am picking Buffalo. Um, And I'm picking Buffalo because of, because of that big brother mentality that's still there on New England side. I think the Bills are sick and tired of the Patriots. And um, I think they see no better opportunity than to kind of stick it to them than knocking them out of the playoffs here. Now, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't see it being a blowout. In fact, I see this as being a game where Buffalo might have to come back late to win. Um but I think Josh Allen ultimately does it for him. I think this is going to be maybe a four, five point victory here for the home team. Um, and whether 
I'm glad you mentioned the last game or the game that uh, New England beat them, Justin, in their crazy weather game, and there wasn't a lot of uh, passing. If mm-hmm. what, I, I, both of these teams are used to bad weather. Uh, the Bills just handled it very poorly last time. Um, I think that if we see that sort of uh, weather again, I think the Bills handle it a lot better this time. I think they learn a lot from that last uh, embarrassment. Um, and I agree with you, too, that I think this being Mac Jones's first playoff uh, game ever, there's going to be some jitters early. Um, I don't think they'll last very long, though. No. I mean, he's a pretty poised kid. He'll have them under control. Um, and Bill Belichick, I mean, you can never count out a Belichick team, of course. But what's that? You finish up what you're going to say. I was just going to say, all that being said, I'm going Buffalo here. Yeah. I think, um, you know, you said something like everybody's tired of, or the Bills are tired of, you know, big brother Patriots. But I think, you know, that's that's what, like, Bill Belichick is fueled upon. Because we've all been like, oh, Brady's gone, the Patriots are done. And Bill Belichick let us believe that for one year. <laughs> until he's like, don't call it a comeback. True. I <laughs> We've mean, like, been here for years. Like I said, you can never count out the mastermind. Um, I, but I think that Patriots franchise, I, I, in part, is just fueled by that. Like, you're, we know you're sick of us. We know you hate us. Oh, they run on And hate. that's why we're going to be here all I the mean, time. Kyle, you can't deny it. Your boys run on hate. They love it. They no, love I mean, They love I being the bad do. guy. I mean, so... They're like kind of like the Yankees in baseball, man. They feed off of that. Yeah. And you're right. So I don't know. Uh, if this game was played in New England, I'd pick New England. But I'm I'm one of us here has to go with Buffalo. So I'm going with the Bills. No, that's not how this works. No, I it, we gotta give the Bills <laughs> we, some love. This team was in the AFC no, championship no. last year. Yeah, but how many times were they in the Super Bowl in the 90s? Okay. The Bills have a history of choking. Mm, good point, good point. We and I, I think they have it laid in front of them, and that's why they're going to choke. Just like when I called Gonzaga choking last year in March Madness. All right. This is my choke pick of the year. Locked in, Bills. All right. So every time we predict playoffs for any sport from now on, Justin's going to need to give his choke pick because apparently that's a thing now. Um, all right, really, all right. If you're going to give me gruff about it, no, I, I'll just, I'll, I won't make hot takes. How are we going to get on ESPN without our hot takes that no one asks for? I, I am going to give you gruff for one thing. If the Bills choke in this game, I will not. I will concede to you that you called it. And, and I could see it happening. But you cannot blame the 2021 Bills <laughs> choking on the four-time Super Bowl appearance Bills from the 90s. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> no, sure it does. Bad juju. There's bad vibes there. Okay. All right. Well, don't count out vibes. <laughs> don't count out vibes. All right. All right. Let's, let's move on to the final AFC wildcard game of the weekend. Uh, the one that I think we're all going to agree on uh, Pittsburgh visiting Kansas city, the seven seed versus the two seed. Uh, I'm going to make this short and sweet guys. The chiefs are going to win this thing running away with it. Uh, the Steelers are damn lucky to even be in the playoffs um, because they were 38 seconds away from not being in the playoffs in one of the most excruciating ways possible. 
Um, Big Ben, we've talked about it several times on the show. Well, well, well past uh, the time he should have retired. And it seems like that time is finally approaching. He is much like a beached whale because he's washed up. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think the Chiefs are going to to win this one easily. Um, I know the Steelers and the Chiefs have a history of playing tight games with each other, but this one, I see the Chiefs winning by a couple touchdowns. I think Kansas City is tired of the doubt they got earlier in the season when they were stumbling early on. Uh, They've since turned it around, obviously. Um, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes here. Uh, That that Andy Reid is still, I think, one of the best coaches in this whole playoffs. So, Chiefs. Chiefs in an easy one. I So, looking at this matchup, it's it's I, I I immediately want to go, ha, Chiefs are gonna win. Let me give you the case for why the Steelers could run away with this. Run Big away ben. with it. <laughs> Big Ben. Final final season. He's he's hanging up the cleats. He's calling it good, retiring. You know, he's looking the only thing he's gonna be putting on in the future is a golden jacket. Finds out by some luck of the cards, they stumble, you know. In a stupor into the playoffs by accident. This is Big Ben's last ride. He unlocks his seventh chakra and goes full, like, vintage Ben Roethlisberger. Slinging the rock, ignoring the the three-yard the three yard slants, just going for it. Handing the ball off to Najee Harris. Najee Harris just explodes. You know, it, it's... It's a possibility that we we see Ben like rekindle some of his lost glory days for for the final ride of Paul Revere. Um, that being said, I'm picking the Chiefs. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say that's a fun story. Uh, but if you want to talk about Ben getting back to his vintage self and slinging the rock, uh, vintage Ben would throw two dumb interceptions. Oh, yeah, he'd have to make a shoestring tackle to win. We know. Okay, all right. Just as long as you – okay. Well, you're picking the Chiefs, so I won't go after you too hard on this one. Now, Kyle, it's on you, buddy. (laughs) Don't don't change it up and pick the Steelers now. Kyle, TJ Watt, TJ Watt – I'm just kidding. I think he's out, isn't he? Um, I'm not sure on that. I have to get back to you on that. But I I would love absolutely nothing more than to – see the story that Justin just put into my head to see that actually happen and big Ben to beat the chiefs and knock them out. But I don't see it happening. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh. I I mean, I try to come up with a way or some pros about their team. I can't really come up with it is active. I was incorrect. Yeah. Mike Tomlin's a pro. I mean, they're, He's a great coach. Head coach. Probably the, should be the defensive player of the year. I just, even with the down year, I mean, a down year for them, and they still the number two seed in the AFC. I still think the Chiefs probably win this one fairly easy, maybe like roughly a 10 point game. I mean, they have, like last week to the Broncos, that game was a lot closer than it probably should have been. Mm-hmm. So maybe it could be sneaky, sneaky be like a close game. But another, I think another, another positive me, Patrick. Ooh, hey, you might keep talking. You might convince me, change my mind. Um, but I think, long story short, I think the Chiefs win this one. 
Okay. Chiefs across the board. I mean, yeah, it's one of those that you look on paper and it's like, it can't be this easy to pick, right? It can't be. Uh, to me, it is. But you guys make some interesting arguments for the Steelers. Oh, also Derek Watt? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they can get JJ before the game too. He can trade him over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chiefs are winning this one. Let's let's just put that in the books. <laughs> let's put it in the books and let's move on to the NFC. Uh, the NFC, the first NFC game of the uh, slate. Justin's Buccaneers, the two seed in the NFC, playing host to the Eagles. Uh, are you are you any at all worried about an upset here, Justin? Um, I think we handle our business, but my our, our defense still worries me. We're so banged up still. We uh, I just read today that we should be getting back uh, a few people. Apparently, we're gonna get back JPP um, and uh, Levante David prior to our playoff appearance, but. Man, our 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 defense hurt all year, and it's been just giving things up. Um, but that being said, I think our offense is good enough to is good enough to dig us out of the hole. That being said, we have lost in the last three weeks. We have lost two receivers. Um, Mike Evans is out for the rest of the year, and the other guy left the other guy, um, yeah the other guy we don't speak his name the dirty <laughs> rat you don't talk about my coach that way <laughs> all right i like the intensity um, but no i i am a little worried but i think we handle our business uh tom brady is in angry mode and kyle how does tom brady play when he's angry very well. Yes, very well. Uh, <laughs> oh, very angry. <laughs> very well, very angry. Uh, and I think, um, you know, we have some guys that are stepping up, like um, uh, Grayson in the Jets game really stepped up, made that, made an amazing catch for a touchdown. Um, and so we might see him kind of surge out like we saw Scotty Miller last year. Uh, that just makes, uh, sorry. That made me think of the meme when uh, Scotty Miller got that touchdown right before half against the, uh, <laughs> Oh, in Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. It's like, what sh- should we worry about a touchdown for half? Nah. And then some guy named Scotty burns your defense. Yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. I, it, anyway, no one cares about that meme except for me. Um, the Eagles, though, have been respectable this year. Kind of quietly taking care of business. I really didn't pay attention to them, if I'm being 100. Um, and now they're here. I picked the Buccaneers. That's a, fair enough. Um, I also picked the Buccaneers. I'm, I think you guys are going to be fine in this game. The Eagles, as yeah, they were respectable this year, but I honestly – uh, I'm still kind of surprised they're in the playoffs. Like this is a team that at the beginning of the season, I thought had no business being a playoff contender and boy, howdy, if Alex still listened to our episodes, I know I would hear about that, but I, uh, I just think that 
the Eagle, this Eagles team, uh, there's promise. There's a lot of promise for the future, but they're quite inexperienced when it comes to postseason play. Jalen Hurts, um, you know, this is going to be his first playoff action, if I'm correct. And they're just uh, they're still going on the road to the defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, and it's hard to pick any team in that scenario let alone an Eagles team that I think played in a very weak, um, for the most part, weak division. The Cowboys were really good this year, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not impressed by the Eagles, and I think the Buccaneers win this one probably by about 10 or 14 also. Um, you guys aren't the two seed for no reason. I know you're kind of banged up right now. Um Defense, like you said, getting some guys back, lost some important pieces on offense. But at the end of the day, Tom Brady is still your quarterback. Um, Bruce Arians is still your coach. And, I mean, you guys should handle Philadelphia. That's just kind of the way I look at it. But, uh, yeah, that that's my two cents on the, on this game. Yeah, I would have to agree with you guys. I think even with Justin, like you're saying, the some defensive – issues with your team for the year. I still don't think Tom Brady with Tom Brady at quarterback. I don't think he finds a way he will find a way to win this game. Regardless. I feel like even if for some issues, which I think you probably win pretty easily. And unless uh, Nick Foles comes out of that locker room for the Eagles against Tom Brady, I don't think, uh, I don't think the Eagles really have much of a chance in this game. Yikes brought in the old Nick Foles reference. We weren't yeah. going to do that to you on the show tonight, but you did it to yourself. Yeah, the self-burn, I guess. Got to uh, learn how to take it yourself. I, I still maintain, like, even though, like, the Bucks won the Super Bowl, the Eagles past Super Bowl was one of the most entertaining Super Bowls I've ever watched. It was. I, I will it give was, you credit there. It was so much fun. You know, and then we've been followed by, you know, highlights like the Rams and the Pats. Yeah. Ooh, what a 13, barn burner. 13 to 3, man. 13 to 3. <laughs> I know. I was probably one of about the 1% of people in the country that appreciated or enjoyed watching that game. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, pretty not shocking consensus here. Bucks across the board in this one. Uh, the, the second game in the NFC side of things, uh, Cowboys playing host to the 49ers on Sunday afternoon. Um, I'll, I'm going to start with this one because I think, and I, you guys, I think might disagree with me. I think the Cowboys are going to absolutely blow the 49ers out of the water in this game. Well, I think the Cowboys playing at home, the kind of season they've had, I know they have a history of choking in the playoffs, uh, I think that doesn't happen until the second round, though. Uh, the 49ers, I'm not – and this is not me being a Seahawks fan. I'm just not impressed with them this year, mostly because my very bad Seahawks beat them twice. We swept this team. Um, actually, I'm, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I actually wrote Santa for the Seahawks fans to have something to celebrate this to my Christmas present to you. You do realize I can mute you at any time, right? <laughs> you are you are you are talking a lot of smack for somebody that is hosting this meeting right now. Uh, um, all right, little guy, I didn't realize you were so touchy about it. No, I I just I just really think that the Cowboys are far and above the better team in this matchup. Um, 
I think that Dak is having an amazing comeback season himself, as we were just talking about Joe Burrow a little bit ago and what he's been able to do this year. Dak is also lighting it up for Dallas. Um, Micah Parsons, uh, I think, needs to be the defensive rookie of the year. The guy's oh, an absolutely. animal. The guy's an animal. Um, and the 49ers, yeah, they won enough games to get to the playoffs, and George Kittle is probably their best talent. Um, but I just don't – I don't see the 49ers coming in to Jerry world and, and even coming close to the Cowboys right now. Like, I, I don't like saying that either. I don't like picking Dallas. I want you guys to know that also. Uh, he this, loves it actually. Uh, <laughs> only when it's against the 49ers, but uh, there it is. Not biased. No, I'm happy to pick him against the 49ers. I, okay. You know what? I'm looking at these two rosters. I'm looking at these two teams and the momentum each is coming in with. And I mean, to me, Dallas is Dallas is it right now. Like Dallas is just, I think this is going to be the most lopsided score of the weekend. You can put me on record saying that. And then if it doesn't turn out that way, we can hash it out next week on the show, but Dallas is going to romp in this game. And that's where I'm going to leave it. So Kyle, let me ask you a question. There's something missing from this picture. So in the NFC playoffs, we have the 49ers, the Cardinals, and the Rams. There's a fourth one that I'm that seems to be missing. Why are you doing this? <laughs> I know that my team is not here, but he, that furthers my argument. My team, the only one in the NFC West who is not here, swept the 49ers this year. They can't. Yeah, be and good. and the Patriots won when the Dolphins beat them. I'm I'm just saying, man. I'm I'm not impressed with the 49ers this year. They're not impressed with you. <laughs> let's let's take a look. Let's take a look at the coaches real quick. Mike McCarthy, Kyle Shanahan. Now just look at their haircuts first of all. Don't it's bring really hair into this. Think about it. Don't bring hair yeah. into this. If we're bringing hair into this, we might as well just crown the Rams Super Bowl champs now because McVay's got you all beat. True. Did I tell you I got my uh my Cliffs Kingsbury haircut touched up. No, you AKA didn't. I got it back. Yeah. I got a new Cliffs Kingsbury haircut. And I say that that is the photo reference. I use like, Hey, can I get my haircut like this? <laughs> He'd be so I proud of you. It. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway. Right. Okay. Oh. Anyway, 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 all ribbing aside. Yeah. The Cowboys are kind of, kind of good right now. Uh, I don't think it'll be quite a blowout. If, the 49ers have, you know, the ability to play a very high ceiling of football. They just don't always get the right ladder. I, I think the Cowboys win, but I don't think it'll be a blowout. And I can see the 49ers winning. Kyle, okay. thoughts? That was a quite the saying. I like that. It's very deep. Um, oh, thank you. I am a that. I am a philosopher. I I, I believe it. Um, I like you guys. I do think the Cowboys win this one. Um, looking at my whole bracket, I think the Cowboys, like Jared said, I, they don't choke this one, but I think they choke the next one in some, in some form. Like this is an old rivalry. Like, you know, you go back to the like, the nineties, the Cowboys 49ers, there was a huge rivalry. A lot of, lot had a lot of playoff matchups. I mean, I don't think you can quite say the same about the teams. Now, obviously the fans would still, probably be more serious about that than maybe the teams are i do 
I don't hate the 49ers as much as Jared does in this situation. <laughs> I, but, uh, what I'm saying on this is not coming, <laughs> no. My prediction is not coming from a place of hate here. You, I, uh... I can assure you it's not. It's coming from a place of logic. Hey, I, I, I'm fine with that. I, I think you. a lot of people that hate say it's because of logic. It's, it's not hate. I, uh, go on, Kyle. Carry on. <laughs> no, no, keep going. You can keep going. I'm done, no, I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> um, long story short, I do think Cowboys win this one. I could honestly see it going either blow out or close game. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Maybe the Cowboys almost choke this one, but they find a way to win. Maybe last second field goal, something along those lines. But I do got to go with the Cowboys. You have the leg. That is true. That is true. All right. All right. So uh, let's let's leave all that animosity in Dallas uh, and let's move on to your boy, Justin, Cliff Kingsbury here. Cliff, uh, Cliff the, uh, <laughs> the inspiration for your haircut, Kingsbury. Against yep. uh, Sean McVay and the Rams in LA on Monday night, the first ever, to my knowledge, Monday night playoff game. Uh, the Rams hosting the Cardinals, another one of those division round three meeting up in the playoff games. Uh, this one is going to be really good, I think. And I am going to say that the Cardinals actually win this game. Um, the Rams are saying something that makes sense. <laughs> I'm ignoring you and the Rams I know they won the division this year and I know they're playing host but I think the Cardinals are coming into this game um quite angry because they just lost to Seattle in the last week of the season when they had no business losing to us um and Kyler Murray is one of the most electrifying players in the game right now um I just the this the Cardinals the Cardinals are coming in. I, I don't know if it's the same little brother thing that we were talking about with the Patriots and the Bills earlier, but uh, I think the Cardinals are feeling a little miffed that they didn't win this division because they would have won the division had they beat Seattle on Sunday because the Rams lost that last game to the 49ers. So I don't know. The Cardinals uh They've got a little bit of uh, some some vengeance on their mind, I think, playing the Rams. So I, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. And the and Stafford has been too inconsistent for me this year. To like, I know he can be an excellent quarterback. There's no denying that. But the Rams have been real hit or miss the last couple months, and I just don't trust that right now. I I trust the Cardinals a little more than I trust the Rams. However. I will concede that however this one ends up, uh, I won't be shocked. I will be shocked if it is a blowout, though, because I see these two teams as pretty evenly matched, all things considered. Um, Cooper Cup, obviously, huge difference maker for the Rams. If he is on his A game, the Cardinals are going to have a really tough time. But I, I'm i going to lean Arizona in this one. I also lean Arizona in this one. Um Honestly, I, I would just reiterate a lot of your same points, um, especially Stafford's inconsistency. If we get beginning of the year Stafford, it's going to be a very tight game, although I still believe the Cardinals win. I think the Cardinals 
I was about to say, I think the Cardinals have a stouter defense. And then I remembered who's all on the Rams defense. And I'm like, Hmm, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, but I think uh, the Cardinals still win. I think their offense has the potential to be just a little bit more potent, especially with uh, James Conner running how he has this year. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. Going. Uh, I was kind of surprised. I, thought I might be the lone one on this one picking the Cardinals, but maybe I should change my mind. Just, uh, just to be contrary. Yeah. But you know, I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well. I think the one thing that this was out of all the games this week, and this was the hardest one for me to pick. Um, but the one thing that I kind of went with is yeah, the Cardinals don't have as much playoff experience as the Rams who, you know, were in their last year and won a game in the playoffs last year, but the quarterback Stafford, I mean, he's been to the playoffs a couple times back in the Lions way back in the day. I think he doesn't play very well. I think kind of that maybe those playoff jitters kind of get to him a little bit. I mean, I think he doesn't have his best game ever. And I think uh, that's kind of the main reason why I picked the Cardinals in this to win this game. Okay. All right. I mean, so we all picked the Cardinals. That means the Rams are probably going to win by 20. However, <laughs> probably. Um, I, I do think this is going to be the closest game of the first round. I think this game can really go either way. Um, and I think a lot of that you can attribute to them just being division rivals and knowing each other well. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be, I don't know. I'm just excited. And before we wrap up playoff talk, I want to real quick touch on the two teams that have the bye weeks, the one seeds and how we see their playoff run going We've got Green Bay in the NFC and Tennessee in the AFC. Um, what, of those two teams, I'll ask you guys, who do you think is more likely to get to the Super Bowl, Tennessee or Green Bay? Ooh, I think even with Rodgers' uh, bad luck, again, Green Bay in general's bad luck in the NFC Championship game in the past, <laughs> I would say I have a little bit more faith in the uh, in Green Bay making it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, even if Derrick Henry is activated for the playoffs, I still think Green Bay has a better chance. Um, Aaron Rodgers is, like, not taking no for an answer right now, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. The Packers, I think, have a, I won't say easier, but more favorable path to the Super Bowl. Um, home field advantage in Green Bay is a little different than home field advantage in Nashville. Um, not, I'm not discrediting the Titans at all because they're a great team this year. And one seed, obviously they've strung together a very impressive season, but, uh, I agree with you, Justin, even if Henry comes back, uh, the AFC, I think just has so much, uh, so many good teams in it this year, honestly, that it's going to be tough for the Titans to, um, maneuver that to get through, but, uh, we'll wrap it up by talking Real quick, who we think is going to be the Super Bowl matchup now that the playoffs are here. Um, my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the year was Buffalo and Tampa Bay. I am going to change that now. I don't have as much faith in Buffalo getting there as I still do in Tampa Bay from the NFC. Um, I think the NFC championship again this year is actually going to be Tampa and Green Bay again. Um, but in the AFC, man... I think, 
I think the Chiefs get back after missing out on it uh, or, or get, get back for the third year in a row is what I meant. <laughs> they didn't miss last year. They missed when they got to the Super Bowl. So I honestly could see the old Super Bowl rematch, Kansas City and Tampa Bay again. Yeah, it's uh, kind of funny you mentioned that because, you know, the more things change, all this, all these games we talked about, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I actually have the Chiefs and the Bucks going back to the Super Bowl as well. I think, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs this year, they'd have to, you know, decent chance where they'd have to have go to uh, Tennessee for the FC Championship game. I think they're just, even with it being a down year, they're still too powerful of a team. You still have Mahomes, a quarterback. You still have Andy Reid as a coach. And I think Tom Brady, I think. I think it's a rematch, like you said, in the NFC championship with the Packers. And I think, I think the Buccaneers get back. And honestly, I think the Buccaneers win it again. Win, okay. All right. I don't know if I could pick a winner right now, but the, I like it. Uh, Justin, are you going to follow suit and go with your boys getting back? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I like it. Now who gets in from the AFC? <laughs> Um, man, I, I see a really convincing argument for the chiefs making it, but I'm a, I'm a break the mold. I think the Bengals roll, dude. They've got a hot hand. Bengals. Bengals yeah, bucks. Dude, dude. BB. Oh man. Bengals bucks. BB. That would be pretty exciting. I mean, Oh, I, all right. All right. I like it. I like it. Dude, I just, I, I'm real, I'm really high on the Bengals right now, dude. They have just been so dominant, and I'd love to see it continue. Um, and I'm, I'm sick of the Chiefs, dude. <laughs> we we beat them once already. Give us someone new. Give us some <laughs> fresh blood. <laughs> You're getting bored with it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, guys, we got to do shout outs and we got to do call outs. Uh, if we got me, I know we probably do after a wild last week of the season. Uh, Justin, I'm going to let you go first, though. Uh, shout out or call out. You pick which one you want to go with. Call out the Dolphins. Why? For being dumb. <laughs> Dang. All right. Short, sweet to the point. Kyle, who's your call out? Um, Brandon Staley, coach of the Chargers, also for being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> And All calling right. that timeout in uh right. <laughs> I mean watching that game like towards the end where the when the Raiders are about at midfield there, I mean, I could be wrong, but they sure look pretty content just to run the clock out, take the tie. Both teams go to the playoffs. The, they were, the mean I'm, game. I'm with you, man. They the body language told me the Raiders were fine with kneeling it and running the clock out. They were yeah. totally gonna do that. And then Brandon Staley calls a timeout and it tells the Raiders, oh, well, they're going to be aggressive. Let's be aggressive. Gotten field goal range, kicked the game winner, knocked the Chargers out and brought the Steelers into the playoffs with them. Unbelievable ending. Uh, that's a good call out. And I won't pick that one because I knew one of you would. Um, in fact, I knew Kyle would because he told me the other night when we were talking about recording this episode, he said, I call that for my call out. That's mine. So... <laughs> So, all right, I'm going to call out another team for also being dumb. The trifecta here. The Colts, what are oh, you doing? Yeah. <laughs> None of that matters in uh, the other night. 
against the, with the Chargers and the Raiders, if the Colts just beat Jacksonville, all you had to do was beat the Jags to get into the playoffs, and you completely blew it. I, I just <laughs> I can't wrap my head around it now. And the Jags, what an ending to their season. Their fans show up to the stadium dressed as clowns to protest <laughs> management in Jacksonville. And then they win, and the win doesn't even cost them the number one draft pick. They still get the number one draft pick and got to knock out their division rivals from getting a chance to go to the playoffs. So, you know, kudos to Jacksonville. That's a great way to end the really dismal season. But the Colts, you have to live with this for eight months now. And I hope (laughs) each of these eight months is just filled with pain and misery because, oh, my goodness, that was unacceptable. (laughs) Oh, that's my call out. All right, let's get That's let's end it on a happy note. Shout outs, shout outs. Kyle is our guest. You go first with the shout outs. All right, my shout out is for, I guess maybe it could be kind of split a little bit, but one shout out I guess to begin with was our uh, alma mater for all of us, Montana State Bobcats. Made the championship game for the FCS uh, last week. Did not go very well for us. We don't need to get into the details of it. But my main shout out is for. Bobcat, you would call him, I guess, backup quarterback, Tucker Rovig, who has had quite the, I guess you could call it roller coaster career for the Bobcats. You know, he came out of Idaho, pretty good recruit out of high school, um, sat, I guess you wouldn't say on the bench, but, you know, it was a backup for a few years, had a chance for a quarterback uh, battle between him and uh, Casey Bauman, you know, all summer or fall camp long, lost that you know didn't start the first two games then started i believe it was the third game for them you know played the full season as a quarterback as a starter made the playoffs lost semifinal game to guess who north dakota state comes back this year um has a big recruit you know uh matt mckay come in from nc state from a big school from the acc you know loses basically loses a starting job to him still stays on the team. Still, you know, still be still is a great teammate still was actually a captain on the team this last year. So it shows you how much his team respected him for that. And then, you know, stays the whole year as the backup, the starting quarterback, Matt McKay quits transfers, whatever you want to call it. Well, you don't need to go into the details of that, but quits before the playoffs start. You would think Tucker Rovig, you know, probably would be the starter, isn't for uh, true freshman uh, touchdown Tommy, you know, still as a backup, goes through all these different quarterbacks and maybe chances where he could have or should have started. And then lastly, goes to the playoffs, still is a great teammate, makes it do the championship game. And then our starter, Tommy Malott, gets hurt on the first drive, comes in against, you know, the best defense, probably obviously the best team in the country, North Dakota State hold his own, obviously, you know, it's a tough situation to be thrown into, but still just how much he's been through as the quarterback, the backup quarterback to the starter, to back to the backup, to back to the starter and everything else he's done, just a great teammate for the Bobcats. And I think just a great Bobcat in general. No doubt. They, I think Montana state needs to, uh, they need to make an award for the best teammate and hand it out every year. And they need to name it after Tucker Rovick because he's been through as you, every, you just summed it up beautifully. The fact that he got to play, be our quarterback in the national championship was a fitting end to his career. So that's a good shout out. Mm -hmm. 
All right, Justin, who's yours? Well, I feel bad because I feel like Kyle's is really good, really detailed, really good explanation. <laughs> I was just going to shout out the Bobcats for making it. Hey, hey, nothing wrong with the that. National championship. I feel like I think I might have done that last week, though. Hey, you can do it again. The boys deserve it. They, they yeah. were on the grand stage. You know what? I'll, I want to shout out Tommy Touchdowns in specifically because even though he got hurt on the opening play, what a – what a performance by a true freshman out of Montana, getting them to, to the natty, having to come in for the playoffs too. What an incredible amount of pressure and what a way to start off your career as, as a college football player. I I can't wait to see what he does next year. I, I feel terrible for the kid for, and for the team, just that he, he went out just immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having trouble with my internet when I was watching the game. And when I finally got it, I just, I saw the tackle and I was like, and I saw him like limping on the field. I was like, Oh no, just my, my gut dropped. Yeah, man. So I was, I was at the game as you guys know. Um, and our seats were actually right behind Montana state's bench. And the entire first half, Tommy was on the, sideline and he was trying his hardest to jog it off and to loosen that leg up and they just wouldn't let him back in which I think was the right call by the coaching staff because you don't want to risk furthering that injury but I felt for him too man I mean he he's the reason they were in that position and the fact that he couldn't play in it sucked um but I, I am happy for Tucker Rovig also so those are two great shout outs for the alma mater um, I feel kind of bad. My shout out's not for the alma mater, although I easily could for them being on the big stage playing in the natty. Uh, I'm actually going to shout out a team. I kind of already shouted out earlier in the show, but I really think we need to give credit where credit's due to the Raiders and what they've been through this year and to still be in the playoffs. I really truly believe that most teams in any sport, uh, if they suffer the same adversity that Las Vegas suffered this year, uh, they don't, they crumble under that yeah and, and absolutely this Raiders team is so resilient I mean in the spirit of John Madden uh this is exactly what he preached in the Raiders way back in the day so you've got I that's where my shout outs going this week um kudos to Vegas and even if the season ends here this weekend in Cincinnati man uh, what an accomplishment to get here in the face of everything that's gone on um I love Derek Carr love that team um and so wishing them the best. And it's a cool story to see. And like, Justin, like you said, if they somehow ran the table and won this whole thing, you have to make a movie out of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so shout out to the Raiders. All right, guys, uh, that's going to wrap us tonight. I think uh, I want to thank everyone who tuned in and listened to us ramble again uh, for another week. We appreciate you listening wherever you listen from, whether it be Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, the can on a string. Um, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us again. Our first guest in a long time. We haven't had a guest for a while. So uh, we always know that Kyle's all reliable when it comes to being on the social. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, of course. Uh, It's my pleasure. Happy to be on anytime. Yeah, Yeah, you're always welcome. You're always a joy. Yep. We'll we'll have you back on, I'm sure, before too long again. Uh, Justin, thanks for being the best co-host a guy could ask for. No, you're welcome. (laughs) And uh, thank you all for listening. Like I said, wherever you listen from, be sure to check us out on Twitter or Instagram at the expansion BU one, same handle for both. Uh, But that's going to do it for us. I've been Jared. That's been Justin. That's been Kyle. 
And uh, never forget, buddy. Party like it's 1976.